us to read this thing together. And you do know that your eyes are going to have to be closed to pray. All right. Yeah. Bible says, watch them. <laughs> I want you to sincerely mean this prayer. Then we'll go into our message. Let's, let's read it to the Lord. Dear Lord, you know my heart. I love you and I want your kingdom to prosper. Give me your wisdom to know where you want me to take part and I. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. Please take that prayer home. Every one of us need to be working for the kingdom. Every one of us need to be working for the kingdom. Now, I mentioned somebody last, last week, this fictitious character. How many of you went home and looked him up? Give me a credit. Some of y'all rehearsing on my own? Okay, this week, when you go home today, sometime after dinner, before you go to school, you're going to be losing your belt. Okay, some of y'all don't even remember that from last week. Look up the fictitious character of Jimmy Craig. You'll, you'll get the gist of this message. I want to come to you from Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 4. You don't have to stay in this room. Last word. Proverbs 20. If you really did it like they did it back then, we must be in our place. All right. Yeah, that's right. So don't get caught up in that. Sitting, standing, bowing. If God is looking at your heart, right. and it's wonderful to stand together on I appreciate that. We love doing that. I don't want you to get caught up in the process. I want to read from the message version this morning. One verse, y'all. And it's a short message, so you better get in it while you can. I ain't going to be long. Proverbs, somebody laughed. I heard that. Proverbs, <laughs> 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 yeah, right. I promise you, they are the truth. Proverbs 20 in verse number 4. Short verse, but a powerful verse. I'm going to read from the message. A farmer, let me hear you say farmer. Too lazy to plant in the spring, underlying spring, has nothing to harvest in the fall. Let me say that one more time. Now remember, keep it within the contextual confines of your mind that we're dealing with spiritual harvest. Uh -huh. A farmer, a spiritual person, a Christian, a saint, that's too lazy to plant or to plow. King James says plow, which is indicative of work. We'll talk about that in a minute. In the spring, underline that, has nothing to harvest in the fall. I want to talk to you from the theme, slowfulness, the silent sin that stops success. Subject, the work habit of the slug. The work habit of the slug. Last week I told you uh, last week I told you that the slugger comes from the word off-sell, And it means he who is indolent. Let me hear you say indolent. Yeah. One who is slowful. 
One who is disinclined to exert himself. Someone, I'm talking about the southern now, mama. Someone who is habitual lazy. Let God talk about the stuff. Uh, one who is conducive to inactivity or laziness, he who is lethargic. Uh, Slugger, causing little or no pain uh, or inactive in work. He says, again, in the King James Version, the slugger will not plow. Let me hear you say plow. The word plow comes, or is indicative of our English word work. And work is physical or mental effort. Let me hear you say effort. It is physical, Bishop, or mental activity directed towards the production, watch this now, here it is, or the accomplishment of something. When you get up off of your dusty seat and begin to move and get into action, you move with purpose. When you are working, you are not playing. I wish I had some help here. When you are working, y'all make me preach hard fast. When you are working, Sister Claire, you are not reclining. When you are working, you are not sleeping. When you are working, you are not idle. There is a difference between working and playing. And Daddy used to say it this way, shut your mouth and work. Because some of us can't work and talk at the And the problem with many of us, Brother Johnson, is that we do too much talking. I'm going to tell you something. I listen very well. And some of us feel our prayer request for this church to be doing this and for this church to be doing that. And I pray we do this. And I pray, well, the question is, what are you doing? What are you doing? I told you I came to preach. All right. I know it's going to get quiet. It's all right. I know I'm on the right street when I'm quiet. Then I park in your driveway. <laughs> Work a job. And employment. Work brings about a responsibility. Church of Christ, CP family, we need to understand that all of us have a responsibility in this kingdom. It's a trade, it's a profession, uh, other means of livelihood. Watch this now. What we need to understand the same attitude that we take carnally. In the same work fashion that we should do spiritually, if we are producing carnally on our job. Now, if you've not been from job to job because you lazy and don't get to work on time, you don't do your work, you're lollygagging, playing around, snowballing every day, and getting fired, I don't want you to have that attitude over here. Let me correct that. God don't want you to have that attitude over here. He says, watch it again, the slugger will not what? Plow by reason of the cold. He says that this is a habit. Watch this. It's a habit. It's the habit of the slugger. The word habit means reoccurring, 
often unconscious, watch this, an unconscious pattern of behavior that has occurred through frequent repetition. The reason why you do nothing constantly is because that's what you do constantly. If you don't change your mind, you won't change your behavior. Hello. Now watch what he says. Look, look again at verse, at, at verse uh, 4 again. He says, by reason of the cold. I'm almost done, church. He says, by reason of the cold. He won't work by reason in the King James because of the cold. And the message it says in the spring. But watch this. So what is he saying there, Marcus? What is he saying here? Cold, uh, in the literal sense, having meaning having a low temperature. Watch this now. That's, this is the literal, but I'm going to give you the spiritual. Uh, it's a time or a degree of uncomfortability. Uh, it is cold is when it's chilly. In the atmosphere of winter season or harsh weather. Right. Say amen while you can. But notice the phrase, by reason of the cold, here in our text, uh, does not mean cold, such as the fall or the winter season. Right. Watch this now. It, it, it means, in our text, it literally means that the slugger does not plow in plowing season. Right. Let me say that again. The slugger the slothful, the lazy, does not plow in plowing season. Solomon said, and y'all know where I'm going, Bible students, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, in verse number 1, Brother Terry, he says, to everything there is, come on and help me now, everything there is a season <laughs> and a time to what? Don't, don't run over it. A time to what? Every purpose. Let me tell you something. God has called you into the body of Christ in a due season and it's for a purpose. Let me say that again. God has called you into the body of Christ. When you came down and you confessed, you repented, you were baptized for the remission of sin, and God added you to his church, he called you in a particular season, and he called you for a particular purpose. Now the question is, are you serving in your purpose? And I come to tell you that if you are spiritually asleep, then my friend, you are not plowing in plowing season. He said to everything, there is a time to every purpose under the heaven. Y'all know the scripture, don't you? Y'all know the scripture, don't you? He said there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. Y'all come on help me preach it. He said there's a time to plant and then there's a time to pluck up that which is planted. He said there's a time to kill, but then there's a time to heal. There's a time to break down and then there's a time to build up. There's a time to weep. There's a time for you to lollygag. There's a time for you to have fun. But then he said, there's a time also to weep, but there's a time to laugh. He said, there's a time to mourn, but then there's also a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stone, but then there's a time to gather. So I'm going somewhere, y'all. He said, there's a time to embrace, but then there's a time to reframe from embracing. There's just some stuff you got to let go of your wife. I wish I had some help here. There's some people, some stuff, and some things, that's a habit you're holding on to, but Solomon says it's time for you to let that stuff go. He says there's a time to get 
But then there's a time to lose. He says there's a time to keep, but there's also a time to cast away. I'm telling you, there's some stuff in your life that brings you nothing but headaches. It's time to cast it away. There's some stuff that brings nothing and some fault that brings nothing but mess in your life. It's time to cast them away. There's some folk that do not show up to tear up. You need to cast them away. It's time to, in your life to cast away haters, to cast away maniacs, and to cast away spiritual terrors. I tell you, there's a time to cast away some things. Notice the sluggard. He has no sense or respect of time. He does not believe that diligence is a virtue. The person who is spiritually lazy does not understand that diligence is moral excellence. Diligence is righteousness. Diligence is goodness. You need to realize what time it is when God has called you in this due season. Turn to somebody and ask them, do you know what time it is? Like you really mean. Ask the other person, do you know what time it is? Now find somebody and tell them it's time to get to work. Tell the other person on the other side, it's time to get to work. Now watch this. Notice the apostolic rule in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10. Watch the apostolic rule here for the lazy scholar. Paul says, For even when we were with you, watch this. This we command you. That if any would not work, neither should he eat. That's the apostolic rule. If a man, generic, generic man, woman, if they do not work, then neither should they eat. What's the spiritual application? Why do you think you ought to receive blessings when you ain't done no planting? Why are you looking, why are you even praying to God, asking God to bless you, but you won't even work in the field like God has called you to do? I know I'm preaching because it's getting quiet again. Watch this, watch this. The work happened. He has to be and must be disciplined must be disciplined. Get for me real quick. Let's get for me uh, 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 2 Thessalonians 3 verses 15 through 15. Uh, 11 through 15. Real quick and then we'll move on. Tori, if you can get it up for me. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 15, 6, uh, 11 through 15. 2 Thessalonians 3 11 through 15. Watch this. For we here, watch this church, that there are some which walk, uh, walk among you disorderly, watch this, not working not at all, but a what? Some of us are worried about the wrong things spiritually. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. Right. When you ought to be working. Now, them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Listen. Don't skip over that three-letter word on. Many of us have become beggars spiritually. Every time we open our mouth to God to pray, we're not giving him praise. We're concentrating on begging. 
But ye brethren, be not weary in well doing. If any man obey not our word by this epistle, know that man and have no company with him that he may be what? We think everybody that comes to the church trying to tempt God. And we ought to be. Paul said, don't have nothing to do with it. I don't want to be a 
legendary because beggars can't be choice. Joseph, he can't, he can't choose where he want to live. A beggar can't choose where he want to sleep. A beggar can't choose where he want to go on vacation. A beggar can't choose where he want to play. A beggar can't choose what he want to wear. A beggar can't choose what he want to eat. A beggar can't choose his health care situation. A beggar can't choose his financial assistance. I wouldn't want to be a beggar. I had some help here. I wouldn't want to be a beggar because beggars are looked down upon. Beggars are mistreated. And they're just not mistreated, but they're wrongfully mistreated. Beggars are pushed around and beggars are never comfortable. And by God, mama said, don't beg because it makes folk hate you. I wish I had some help here. I don't know what kind of mama you but mama said, stop begging, boy, and make folk hate you. I don't want to be hated by folk. Nor every time I show up, I say, Lord, here he come. Hide your wallet. Talk poor mouth. Y'all know what poor mouth is, don't you? That means you got a pocket full of money, but you talk like you poor. When you see that person coming, you already get your game on. When you see them coming, say, Lord, my feet. And you know, Margaret needs some new shoes. Margaret told me we need a new refrigerator. And child, I just don't. Now, what you want, brother? Now, what you want, brother? If brother ever go ask for a dime, he ain't ask you for a penny after all that. Now, when do you get from a bank? Come on, help me preach this here. It's one of my top students. Watch this. When do you when do you hear from a beggar? You hear from the beggar at harvest time. I'm closing, y'all. The act or process of gathering a crop. What is harvest time? The act or the process of gathering a crop. The crop. Watch this now. Watch this. The crop that has ripened. And it's, it's gathered in season. Watch this, watch this, watch this now. You cannot have a ripened crop unless you had a planted crop. You can't have a ripened crop until the planted crop is cultivated. That means worked on. I wish I had some help here. All of y'all ain't from the city. Some of y'all from the country. You see, harvest time, Mother Johnson, is supposed to be a time of joy. It's supposed to be a time of dance. It's supposed to be a time of celebration. It's supposed to be a time of celebration. Harvest time is supposed to be a festive time. But the sluggard is begging. He is in, he is in want. He is in need. Why? Because harvest time was a time that was meant for the person who did the working and working season. You see, you have nothing. He says, look at the text. Look at the text. It says, in verse number four, it says, and but in harvest time, he says, he have nothing. I'm closing, guys. You personal. You have nothing. You is personal program. It refers to one or one's being. Watch this now. Have means to be in possession of, to possess, or to contain. Nothing 
Look at the word. No thing. Not anything. No part. No portion. No existence. No qualitative uh, existence. No qualitative value. No substance. You have absolutely nothing. You have zero. In harvest time. Because in plowing season, you refuse to work. We're in plowing season, y'all. Spiritually. Harvest day is coming. That's judgment. And let me tell you something. You can't get to the judgment bar and be a slut. Because the only thing that's going to be passed out in judgment bar is your just reward. And Paul has already told us, he's already warned us that the wages of sin, the pay of sin, the reward of sin, the payday of sin is death. To be lazy, indolent, slothful, not busy working in this church. I'm going to put it where it is. In this church, this current, your church is a sin. But here it is. That's not the worst part of it. It's a sin that has a payday coming. Too many of us too long have sat in this church and watched others do the work. Both spiritually and physically. Notice this in our mind. Verse 11, look at this. Even a child, watch this. Is known by his doing. Whether his work be pure and whether it be right. If God is concerned about a child, what do you think he is about a grown person? Ooh, if I was in the street, that would have been another adjective in front of that. I'm closing. I'm closing. And then finally, look, verse 1. Because I ain't got time to deal with that. Y'all just want to give it to you. Watch this. An inheritance. You know what an inheritance is, right? What's an inheritance? In, in, in the simplest form, what is an inheritance? Something you didn't work for. And it's a shame when a mother and father builds an empire or builds a, a family business. And that family business only lasts for 20 years, 25 years. They had that corner store for 40 years. Put all their children through college, put their grandchildren through school, and then they give it to you. And in one year, it's gone. Watch this. It's a powerful message as I go to my seat. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Turn to somebody and ask them, what are you waiting on? Come on, ask somebody else, what are you waiting on? Now look like another person and tell them, you might get it, but you won't have it for long. Come on, turn to the other person. You might get it, but you won't have it for long. I come to tell you that you can't do it without God. You can't do it, but if you work hard, 
I promise you we serve a God who can do all things. Yeah. I wish I had some help here. But we serve a God that when you get in your pity party, God is still the champion deliverer. Yeah. When you say it's impossible, God says all things are possible. Yeah. When you say it's too tired, God said I'll give you rest. When you say nobody loves me, God said I love you so much that I gave my only son. When you say I can't go on, God says my grace is sufficient. When you say I can't figure things out, God says I will direct your steps. When you say I can't do it, God says you can do all things through me. When you say I'm not able, God says I am able. When you say it's not worth it, God says it'll be worth it after a while. When you say I can't forgive myself, God says I'm already forgiving you. When you say, I can't manage, God says, I will supply all your needs. When you say, I'm afraid, God demands and declares, I have not given you the spirit of fear. When you say, I'm always worried and frustration, God says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. When you say, I don't have enough, God says, I have all that you need. When you say I'm not smart enough, God said I'll give you wisdom. When you say I'm lonely, God says I'll be with you even to the end of the world. When you say I'm weak, God says I am strong. When you say I'm depressed, God says my son, I died to impress. When you say I'm sick and I'm dying, God says death is just a transition into another room of life. You gotta lean, trust, and depend on God. Yes. And you better get off of your seat of do nothing. Right. Riddling on your stick of do less. And give yourself to the Lord. Yes. You gotta give yourself away. Yes. I think that's gonna be our invitation song. You, you gotta give yourself away to God. You stop being lazy. You stop being idle. Stop putting yourself first. And by all means, stop pimping God. We need Brother Miles. I say the only time you come to God is when you need God. But can God depend on you in plowing season? Can God depend on you? Are you giving like you should of your heart to God? Because I promise you, if you give your heart to God, the rest of it ain't going to be hard. If God gets your heart, He'll get your body. Stand on your feet. If God gets your heart, he'll get your eyes. You'll study his word. If God gets your heart, he'll get your mouth. You'll tell others about his word. If God gets your heart, he'll get your hands and your feet. You'll get busy working for the Lord. If God gets your heart, he'll get the person you love. If God gets your heart, he'll move around and get your children. If God gets your heart, he'll pull around and get your grandbabies. I'm a living witness. My grandson led worship for the first time last week. That's because his granddaddy had given himself to God. His mother and father has given themselves to God. His uncle and uncle, they've given themselves to God. That's all he knows. My God, if you give God your heart, he'll get your pocketbook. Now listen to me. Listen carefully. When God gets your heart, you will purpose what you're going to give God. Listen to me, church. Everybody, listen to me. If you purpose to God, your offering should already be ready before the plate gets to you. That's right. That's right. 
illustration. I told you an illustration before. I said, I don't want to take one on the first. I told you, I showed you an illustration before. You know, some of y'all wait till the basket come, turn the first up to the corner, shake it so all your coins can come to the corner, and then you reach back and get the coin. That's a shame. You have the purpose. When you stand up over here on this table, you shouldn't be going through your wallet. You should already have purpose to God. And set it aside. Prepare to show God that you are giving him more with us. I hope you take this lesson to heart. My job here is to teach and to train. And God, the first thing is example. And God knows I'm trying to live right before you. So you can see my faith in a true living God who is more than the work habit of the slave. Turn to somebody and tell them, don't be a man. And don't be a slave. I give myself away, oh God.